Hello, and welcome to Dice Don't Die, a Pathfinder 2nd Edition podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Dice Don't Die's Deep Dive. I'm David. Today, I am here with Beth. Hello. And Sarah. Hi, y'all. Chad is not with us on this episode because he is off being a better person than all of us combined. Seriously, he's being a real good friend right now. So true. I also wanted to say that we gave up on 2020 about mid-October for reasons. Because it was 2020. Yeah, 2020 was uh, not the best year. Not for us, anyway. Nope. Not for a lot of people. Not for, like, America in general. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. In this episode, we are going to cover what we liked from Paizo in 2020 and what we are excited to see from them in 2021. Uh, But first, I'm going to turn it over to Beth for a quick update on things. Yes, uh, some changes are coming that I wanted to uh, let you guys know about. As we as a group here at Dice Don't Die uh, reflected on the new year, uh, we've decided that going forward, we are no longer going to record our actual plays and upload them to the podcast. So what that means is we'll still be doing the game on the side. We'll still be doing our deep dive content, uh, which is what we're doing today. But we won't be continuing the Age of Ashes campaign actual play episodes. If you're interested in those characters and sort of how that is going, we will be uploading an episode every once in a while, kind of letting you know how things are going, probably at the end of a book. So not super frequently, but every once in a while, let you know that Firethorn still loves Zonkuthon. Sunny is still a lovable idiot. Nigel probably is going to get some new spells in his spell book. And Ashka hasn't given up hope on us yet. Oh, I was going to say it's still lighting things on fire with abandon, but that works too. (laughs) Both of those things can't be true. But other than that, we will not be posting any more episodes of that series. Anything else, guys? I guess happy 2021 to everybody. Happy 2021. It's it's time for us to uh, look at ways that we can relieve stress. Yes. Lord knows we all need it. I don't have any ideas off the top of my head, but I'll let you know if I come up with any. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. I know for me, this is a tangent. Shocker, Beth's going on a tangent. (gasps) We never do that here. I have my new normal, right? We all have our new normal, our new routines, the new things that sort of we we do to, to cope with quarantine and stuff like that. For me, it's been meetups obviously not in person but i've been doing a lot of like zoom and discord meetups 
and I'm not just talking about family ones too. Like for Christmas, we we did one with my extended family. I got to see some cousins on Zoom, and it was nice. But no, I'm talking about like right before this recording, I had a meet up with a bunch of friends, and we all had our webcams and all of our makeup and we did our makeup and we talked about like what crazy things were going on. And we had a friend who had never done her makeup before. So we were kind of like teaching her how to do it. That's so fun. It was so fun. One of the glorious things about having a diverse group of friends is learning things that you just didn't know. Right. So my friend who has never done her makeup before, part of that is because she is trans and came out later in life. And so she just never had done her makeup before. Wonderful. We are there to help you. Yes. Something I didn't know because I'm white is I have a, a couple of friends who are of Asian descent and they were talking about their eyelashes curling in a different direction. And I was like, what the heck? I didn't even know that was a thing. Did not know. Today I learned. Exactly. I love it. Absolutely love it. So I am living for online meetups right now. What about you two? What are you guys living for? I, I'd say I'm living for, uh, I don't know, I guess like the different kinds of food. That I'm trying right now. I don't know if that's the healthiest thing, but I'm I'm not going overboard. <laughs> uh, but mostly, I got pointed towards this uh, Asian market in town, and mm-hmm. I just I just go there once every two or three weeks and just pack up on uh, ramen noodles and the various kinds of dumplings and coconut like they're like Werther's Originals, but mm-hmm. coconut. Love it intriguing yeah. mm-hmm. do you always try to buy something new when you go or you got like staples now i've got a few staples but uh i'm 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 not i always i always try to get something new last time i bought a, a bag of uh adzuki beans the red beans for like red bean buns so that's my next adventure are you gonna steam them do you have a steamer i have like a steaming rack Hmm. Yeah, that works. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am currently in a state of oh man, I was literally just thinking about the term for this. Um it's somewhere in my brain. I have so many things to do that I want to take a nap. That's mm-hmm. uh decision paralysis. There we go. I figured it out. Decision paralysis. So I you know, like most people, started the new year with just a whole bunch of things that I'm super gung-ho about. And one of those things is I got a lot of crafting supplies as holiday presents. And so now I have a whole bunch of different crafts that I want to do, but I'm stuck in decision paralysis because I don't know which thing I want to do first. So I'm actually currently crocheting, working on one thing, and I think one day it's going to turn into a blanket. So. That's what I've got going on right now. I love it. I love being able to make myself a blanket every once in a while. That just makes me happy. Well, cool. I really hope that everybody is kind of finding things that they are excited for and helps them kind of chill out in the new year. 
that brings us to our actual topic of the day. Since we've been talking about the type of year 2020 has been and uh, what we're looking forward coming up in 2021, let's look at the Paizo releases, uh, our hits and a couple misses for us. Uh, first, I want to go over what we're not talking about. We're not talking about anything Starfinder because we just never do. But I'm going to say this. Paizo had a good year. Like, I know that there were some delays, especially in March and, and throughout the rest of the year. But, like, as a publishing company, in the middle of a pandemic, they kind of didn't slow down too much. So, uh, impressive, honestly. Definitely. We're also not going to be talking about society releases, which there were quite a few releases this year. I will say that that is, it's just something that we don't cover here. Because I don't participate in society play. None of us do. Society modules are fantastic, even if you don't do society play. Um, so highly recommend them, but it's just something we don't usually talk about here. But let's get into our favorites of the year, starting with Sarah. So as much as I love the basics, you gotta, you gotta know them, uh, you gotta build on them. I really loved the advanced player's guide just because I think, you know, once you get all of all of that basic stuff out of the way, you can really start having fun. Right. So you've got different ancestries that came out. You have um, the different classes. And, you know, some people would describe those classes as maybe a mix between two other classes, mm -hmm. even though they all have their own rules and and play styles and stuff like that. And so. I, as a person who loves variety and the ability to customize basically everything, I super love the Advanced Player's Guide just because it gave us more options, more things to play with, and it sort of really filled out even some aspects. Uh, for example, the Alchemist, which I play an Alchemist, finally got rounded out with the Toxicologist. And so it was that last aspect of alchemical items, sort of that last specialty field. And so I was really excited to see that because now, to me, it feels like a more complete class. So mm -hmm. the ability to play with with all of those different things, you know, one of these days, Chad and I are going to kill our characters so we can finally make all of the characters we're dreaming of. But what, one day, one day, Beth. You say that. <laughs> yeah, I think in terms of releases, that was a good one. Like. That was our big book of the year, I think. Had some really great stuff in it. I would say a couple of standouts for me. The Hobgoblin did not come out in that book. came out in the character guide. I'm an idiot. I still love it. It is very good. That is my, that is my standout ancestry now. Ever since that I had one in a book I'm going to talk about later. But yeah, just some really, really awesome, awesome stuff. I love the uh, just super long list of archetypes that came out of that. Mm -hmm. Favorite being the scroll trickster, but that's just because it's the one I took. It is the <laughs> one you took. I, so it's hard for me, right? Like, I love the advanced player's guide and the options that it brought with it. 
amazing, wonderful, which best class. We've already been over this. We have. Later, we're going to be talking about the Oracle. Like, I end up changing my mind on the Oracle, by the way, but we'll we'll do that for a later uh, episode. Like, options are always good for me, right? As as player base, options are always good. But I don't play in games, right? I run games. Beth, do you want to? I'm just, I always run into a bunch of uh, DMs, right, who are like, I wish I could just play one single game, but oh. nobody else is ever... No, not lazy enough to run a game so I can just be a normal player. That is a bad attitude. I'm not here for that. No, Uh, I run games because I enjoy it. Okay. I will say that take a break. Like, even even though I'm not creating the the world, right? Like I'm setting I'm playing adventure paths. Which take right. prep, but definitely not as much as if I was designing my own storyline. Mm-hmm. But even then, like you can definitely get GM fatigue. We'll be ending the second book of Extinction Curse tomorrow, probably. Uh, and then I'm going to take a break uh, from GMing for a little bit so we can play something else. And somebody else can run a game for like, you know, two months. Um, for that game, we play every week. So, you know, we get through the content pretty easily. So for me to take a break is convenient because then I can kind of take that time, plan book three out, get everything digitally in order, right? Since we're playing digitally. Um, we're also going to be switching services, which I won't dwell too much on here, but I'll... I'll explain that in an upcoming episode. But we're switching services over to Fantasy Grounds. So I need to get all of that ready. And, like, it just gives me extra time. Mm-hmm. But, like, in terms of my Sunday game that meets every other week, I don't take breaks from that. I don't take breaks other than, like, we had holiday break at the end here of 2020. But it generally, on on normal circumstances... <laughs> No, I enjoy jamming. That's why I do it. I think that's why the Advanced Player Guide was never going to be my book of the year for that reason. Right. Like, I knew that you and David would talk about it, so I wasn't, like, too worried about it. Like, but for me personally, it's not, it's just not the book that I, like, was most excited about because I don't use it as often. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say it's nice to have, especially to design some very unique bad guys. Yes, love that. Yeah, but that's, I personally think that's a bad attitude, but that's. I feel like it's its an understandable attitude, but once again, I feel like now there's enough community that like, if you really want to find a game to play in, and not just solely be running games all of the time, it's not overly hard to do that. I think if you're trying to force your friends who don't want to DM into DMing so you don't have to, you might want to reconsider what you're doing, but... Right. 
Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Beth, what is your favorite book? Sorry, release. My favorite release of the year, I have to give to Extinction Curse. I freaking love it. And you're talking to somebody who has played or run quite a few uh, adventure paths. Um, It's easier. (laughs) I was actually um, talking to a sibling of mine who was going to invite me in a game that they were going to run. And I was like, yeah, honestly, it's just easier for me to try to forget or like pretend I don't know than to find one that I haven't played in. Like I can <laughs> I can give you a couple of uh like standouts that I that I haven't recommendations. Yeah. But if especially if we're talking about second edition, there literally wasn't. Like I had read Plague Stone. We're running Age of Ashes and I've already like I know the ending of that one. Extinction Curse, same dealio. And so at the point that she was asking me, I was like, there's literally nothing that's been like pre-written that I haven't, you know, done already. That I haven't read. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, I've already read uh, Agents of Edgewatch, too, mm-hmm. um, even though I don't have plans of running it. But no, my standout of the year has to be Extinction Curse. And I do want to point out my absolute favorite spell of the year personal rain cloud (laughs) you conjure a five foot wide rain cloud that follows the target wherever it goes it stays roughly an arm's length overhead unless it must drift lower due to the ceiling it constantly is on the target keeping it wet and damping the ground in the wake of any movement it extinguishes all magical flames the functional part of this is you gain uh, two fire resistance. If you take, if you're weak to water, then you take damage. But yeah, mm-hmm. you can also uh, make a reflex save to avoid the cloud. Can they make a will save to not be sad all the time underneath their personal no. rain cloud? Absolutely not. No, no, no. Sadness is definitely a part of this. It's a personal rain cloud. It's the best spell this year, hands down. And it came out of Extinction Curse. I love it. Because of course it did! (laughs) I love, in quotes here, I love the idea of eco-terrorists. Heavy quotes. For for (laughs) legal reasons, this is a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love, like... The conflict that it's putting on my characters, there have been multiple times in Extinction Curse where my characters have had to ask, like, well, man, what? I don't know how to feel about this. And, and that is good, right? Like, that interpersonal, like, dilemma. It, grade A, the filler is easily avoidable, which is one of my problems with a lot of Pathfinder modules is they have a lot of filler or a lot of stories that like mean nothing to the player because they're never going to come across it uh extinction curse has fantastic environmental storytelling just mwah. very good grade a one of the best adventure paths in my opinion plus you're in a freaking circus 
You're in a circus. You know, I will say that that is something that we've kind of house ruled with the circus stuff. The circus rules bit much. Not my favorite subsystem. They do have a simplified version. Like for the actual performances? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they actually, they do have a simplified version, and we kind of use a modified version of that, uh, where we we have simplified the base rules, but not completely, because there are certain aspects we like. But not the best subsystem in the world, like, if I'm just being honest. But I still like it. Like, I still have it. We still do the circus events. Like, we still bu- build up one of the build up our circus and like their circus was attacked and like my players got upset when one of their NPCs died like they're emotionally attached I feel like that's always a goal is to make NPCs that your characters love Mm -hmm. even though so often it's just like well I needed another NPC because my characters did something I my players did something I wasn't expecting so I just made this trash person but now they've adopted it so now I have to right. keep this one. <laughs> yeah, no, I that's definitely happened. I like being able to breathe life into these characters that other people have written, but also I'll write my own characters. Like NPCs are one of those things, like I'll stick whatever NPC I think is needed in a, a module. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love that. And I I definitely did do that for a couple of these. But honestly, the NPC gallery for Extinction Curse was very, very good. That's always nice. And they just keep coming. So absolutely love it. Grade A book of the year. Do they just keep coming out of a tiny little clown car? <laughs> well, it's not a car. It's a it's a, a, it's wagon. a buggy. Oh. Cloud wagon. <laughs> yeah. It's true. They Both have two They have two dancing bears. Two of them. Almost seems excessive. No. One of them isn't really a dancing bear as much as it's a uh wrestling bear. So we have a guy <laughs> we have a guy who performs feats of strength and he uses the bear. He, like, bench presses the bear. I feel like there's a joke in here. No, not at all. Okay. Absolutely not. All right. No, yeah, no. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, David, what was your book of the year? Uh, My book of the year goes to... uh, Gods and Magic? So... Yeah, it was a good book. I remember when, before it came out, I was super hype about it. I'm going to get all these new spells from my wizard. It's going to be great. And then it came out, and it was like 80% gods, 20% magic. And I, I, was, I was a little disappointed, cause, just because I wanted more magic. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I mean, read, reading through that, like, it is, it's so rich with lore. On all these gods, and I, I know we talked about it. We, we, we touched on a few, but uh, I I was just doing a little bit of um, just character creation on my own the other day, uh, and I stumbled across uh, this, uh, I came across this pair of gods. It's a sun god and a moon god, 
So it's Shizuru, the sun god, and Sukio, the moon god. So it's like, do you, do, do you want to worship the god of the ever-burning ever burning orb of life? Or do you want to worship the god of the cold, distant orb of night? Orb. Pick your choice. Speak not of the night, orb. Hail, hail the day orb, for it brings you life, yet it burns. The, the day orb? The day orb. And I don't know how we didn't touch on this, uh, but there's uh, the goddess of gems, stealth, and gambling, uh, Nevi Rombodazzle. That is a great name. Rombodazzle. I love that. I mean, she also looks baller. Goddess of gems, stealth, and gambling. She is a halfling with, like, gray-toned skin. Uh, gray blue skin and like she just halfling or a gnome i thought i saw a gnome in there somewhere oh is it gnome she looks like a halfling to me i bet it is gnome though with the with the name of rombo dazzle it's a gnome <laughs> yeah it's gotta be let's let's be real here that that was a very good book mm-hmm. I, i'll pull my favorite spell of the year out of there too it's a focus spell that I stumbled upon under the uh, Vigil domain, which is one of the new domains out of this. Uh, It's called Remember the Lost. And essentially you summon a bunch of ghosts that are like vengeful ghosts of, you know, something that happened in your past. And they just deal a bunch of mental damage in in a 30-foot radius. But you can actually deal a lot more damage if it's like, someone who specifically like caused the death of a bunch of these ghosts. And I I can just imagine there's there's some really good opportunities for flavor there. With within the right uh AP. Mm-hmm. Definitely sounds like it. Yeah, love that. So yeah, it, it, super hype, a little bit down on it when it first came out, but it overall. Hundred percent. It's good. It also has one of my favorite weapons. Uh, the bladed scarf. Yeah. Mm. I know there was a lot of debate about it uh, when it first came out, but it, it is a it's a very cool weapon. Really want to build a character around that at some point. Would be really good in uh, a campaign that it that is circus related. A dancer with a bladed scarf. Love it. So that's kind of our highlights of the year. There are a few books that I wanted to mention. Some releases of note. Legends came out this year, which was a, oh boy, just a fantastic book. If you are only casually interested in in Pathfinder 2nd Edition rules, but love the Galarian setting, that's a book for you. Like, hands down. The Gods of Magic, too, don't get me wrong. But Legends was just fantastic. Fantastic. Some really standout stories. Just awesome fiction, wonderful art, as always, just a standout book. A release that kind of went under my nose this year, like many things, because I I have no idea what day of the week it is. (laughs) Do any of us? I don't. I I feel like anybody who tells me they know what day of the week it is is just lying. Yeah. Yeah. 
I have definitely missed my time card multiple times this year, uh, in 2020, uh, based on I forgot it was Saturday. Yeah. Anyway, was Bestiary 2, which is really sad. Normally, and especially, like, we talked about this when the podcast first started, the Bestiary books are my favorite. They're my favorite of, of the books, usually. And this year, I forgot we even had one. I, I can't. But I did want to mention my standout monster from that book with something called The Worm That Walks. I feel like I've heard of this, um, and it's not pleasant. So the art isn't pleasant, no. I can't believe you made me see that with my own eyes. I, I didn't make you. I didn't force it. No way. It's great, though. So a part of the reason why I love this so much is this creature, what we'll call it, it appears in a adventure path that I'm actually running on Sundays, which is Iron Gods. And one of these shows up there, which is just great. But these are a like a spellcaster who evil soul gets consumed by worms. Or possesses a bunch of worms. You can also pick cockroaches, leeches, or spiders. All great and terrifying options. You could also make them, like, different levels. So, like, if you needed it to be harder or easier for your group. I'll pass on the being made entirely of smaller spiders. (laughs) It's thousand spiders in a trench coat. But no, seriously, it's fantastic. Like one big human humanoid spider Renali. Cute and good. Yes. A being made up of a bunch of smaller spiders in a trench coat. Less good. Not a fan. Yeah. Please stop. <laughs> I would this like is- to return this to the store for credit. <laughs> <laughs> Do not want. Uh, yeah, no, I absolutely love it. It's my favorite. But yeah, I, like, honestly can't even believe I haven't even read all of these monsters yet. I was flipping through today and I was like, wait, that that released this year? Whoa. Did you know that a plant dragon got released this year? Because I forgot. Or I like didn't a, know. It's li- this like a leshy version of a dragon? Yeah, kinda. Ooh. Zomok. So since Chad isn't here, can I f- formally request on behalf of Sonny that at some point he gets to meet a plant dragon? I don't know if you actually want that, considering we do have a dragon-hating gnome in our party. She doesn't need to be there. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. You're telling me that at no point the party is going to split? Oh, knowing you all? It, d- easily. I mean, literally, what could happen is that Firethorn is just going to go, all right, well, Firethorn thought she sent something up ahead, and so she rushes in, and we'll be like, okay, cool, and then we'll be still 200 feet back, and then and we'll get, get to meet the plant, plant dragon. dragon. Yeah. And the plant dragon is like, yo, dudes, maybe don't go over there. I heard those guys are mean. They're just real jerks. 
you want to come over here and chill with me in this hot tub? And we'll be like, hell yes. And then that's how that's going to go. Sure. Okay. I personally like that the uh, plant dragon has little flowers on his shoulder. I love this artwork. I All of the Pathfinder artwork makes me wish I was good at art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair. <laughs> Completely true. <laughs> yeah. Like, I honestly don't believe that I have even been through this entire book yet. It's on my list now. But anyway. Two misses of the year for me that I want to talk about. Uh, first is the pawn collection that they came out with at the end of this year. So this is um, a character pawn collection. The reason this is a miss for me is nobody should be meeting in person to be playing games. <laughs> you don't need pawns right now. <sighs> right before you, you this. You can't hear me, but I am vehemently shaking my head uh, in agreement with Beth. Stay at home. February 2020, Chad gave me a gift of a pawn box with some stuff that we were going to need for Ages of Ashes. It's still in its freaking shrink wrap. (laughs) Like, I haven't even opened it yet. You guys remember Places? (laughs) No. (laughs) What are those? Jeez. Anyway, I get that that is a core part of their publishing model. I don't think that we need them right now. Now, with that being said, if you buy it, you can also get the PDF. So you have a PDF copy of a bunch of pawns. Okay. Uh, Great artwork. If you want character concept ideas, flip through that. You know, that's great. I'm just not, it's a miss for me. And then the last miss that we had was Agents of Edgewatch. I think that it's fine in terms of an AP. I think the beginning is very tone deaf. Yeah. Uh, Especially giving coming out um, during the summer's protests, uh, the... Uh, surge in the Black Lives Matter movement was just bad, bad, <laughs> and people told them, like, yeah, pe- people internally. Yeah, that's that was sort of my thing. Was that they even came out with a, a a post saying that oh we had people talk about how this might be tone deaf during development and we decided to ignore them and go ahead and make it anyway. I mean, great for owning up to your mistakes not great that you let that happen in the first place right but yeah i i really hope that they've learned their lesson on that yep yeah that's really all i have to say and like i understand that there's a a publishing schedule and everything but even i i feel like it would have been understandable to delay even for a, a couple months on this one instead of sort of releasing it right at the same time i don't know so i've heard a couple of different perspectives on that i tend to be in the camp of you with you Mm -hmm. um that i felt like it should have been um delayed uh and maybe more effort put into here's how you can modify it there was some 
especially in the player's guide, uh, there was reference to the ways that you could change it. I think there needed to be more of a focus on that uh, with specific examples in a GM guide that they should have mm-hmm. published personally. Now, that being said, that costs money. And I am well aware that we are dealing with a smaller publishing company. Now, they are not small. Just because they are not the size of Wizards of the Coast does not make them small. Uh, and I think they should have done it anyway. So, that is my opinion. I know others disagree, but that's that's how I feel. Once again, all opinions voiced are our own. <laughs> our own, yes. Uh, and if you want to argue with us, which seems to be fa- people's favorite thing to do on the internet, feel free. Yeah, and and I I saw some developers that I agree with and respect actually disagree on this issue and say, you know, because of the industry, we couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, push it back. And like, I get that. But also people over publishing. But anyway, uh, those were the highlights of the year. That doesn't even touch on the pocket editions that were released. Two more standalone adventures of the society. We actually got a society book this year. A complete society guide. Yeah, there was a lot this year. Uh, I say this year. In 2020. This past year. Yeah. Yeah, like I can't, I I can't believe it, how much there actually was. So, yeah. With that being said, it's time to look at what's coming out this uh, actual year, twenty twenty one. Thank God. <laughs> so, I mean, it's mid January, and it's already been a year, guys. It's oh man, what a year slash 12 days <laughs> 12 days at the time of recording oh man all yeah. right i mean like like i knew that 2021 wasn't gonna like just magically make everything better but i didn't i also somehow didn't expect it to say hold my beer to 2020 i yeah i know <sighs> yeah anyway But Paizo still ain't slowing down. They've got a whole list of things that they are planning on publishing uh, this coming year. And I thought we would talk about our highlights, a couple of standouts, and uh, end it there. So, David, uh, why don't you tell us the book that you are looking forward to that none of us are shocked about? Uh, Sticking with uh, my usual theme, I am super excited about the Secrets of Magic book. (gasps) <gasps> what? Oh, <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> uh, so, there. I, I think the playtest is over for the the Magus and the Ma- Magus, 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 and the Summoner. Uh, but this is the book is. where the official rule rules are going to come out. Uh, but they also hint towards just a lot of not only like new spells for existing classes. Uh, but also like new uh, fundamental ways for people to, for your characters to cast spells. So there's, they've got notes on the page here about uh, using like elemental magic, uh, rune magic, shadow magic, geomancy, so rock magic, 
crystal magic? Hell yeah. <laughs> the power of crystals, except that it works because it's Galarian. <laughs> yes, amazing. I am absolutely 100% here for that. Mm-hmm. As, as long as it turns into at least 50% magic and not 80% secrets about other stuff. And then <laughs> I think Don't. you will be so very upset if that happens. I almost want it to happen just to see what David's reaction is. Like, I'm sorry this makes me a horrible person, but I, I kind of want to see it. I, I mean, I, I don't doubt that there's somebody, somebody at Paizo is like, whoa, just, no, we, we got to turn this around, turn the ship around, just so this one guy. This one guy. This one guy. You know that David guy, he wants too much magic. <laughs> Only secrets, no magic. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, imagine if Paizo just pulled the fast one and like, you know, it's like an April Fool's Day joke, but it's just a, it's just a book of, of facts, but they're all secrets (laughs) and just no context for any of them. It's just like a a random fact, you know, to be just, just pick like one of the, the gods and be like, yeah. So anyway, uh, their favorite color is blue. That was a secret. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, it's not a secret anymore, but it was. Rovagug has no sense of smell. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really want that to be true. He hates now. to show it, but Zonkathon actually has a soft spot for penguins. <laughs> yes. yes. All right. Yes. I don't know what I'm going to do with this information, but thank you. I 100% now need Secrets of Magic to have, like, a random facts page. Yes. And it just has shit like that, like, all up on it. Uh, Once in the year, you know, just once in the year, 3024, uh, a man walked all the way from one kingdom to another, uh, we're not really sure why he did it. <laughs> uh, but then he bought some chickens. I don't know, like... Yes, I need okay. these random things. Need it. Need it! Yes. Yes. To go along with the Legends book, it's just a book of tales. Because it's just a bunch of, just like, nothing stories. Just about random people. Just... Yeah, I'd, can you? It's I it's just a, a bunch book of, of slice today. of life. If that turns out to be true, David is gonna rage quit. <laughs> oh, this He's is a ra- different book. Don't take this is the idea for a different book, Paizo. <laughs> Two different you, books. Don't hold your breath. That are really just practical jokes. Oh, amazing. Okay, so I'm pretty excited. For Abomination Vaults and Fists of the Ruby Phoenix. And that's because I read some of the synopsis information about each of them and decided that these are the comfort food of (laughs) 
I don't want to say adventure paths, but like the the of campaigns, right? So these are shorter. Beth, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they're monthly and they're each like just three sessions, yep. like three months three in a row. Bu- three books. Yeah. Excuse me. So they're each three books instead of the longer adventure paths, which are six books. And so they're a little bit shorter, but um, from what I can tell, um, Abomination Vault is just a dungeon crawl. Uh, So really going back to our roots here of the dungeons part of Dungeons and (laughs) Dragons. So that's good. And then Fists of the Ruby Phoenix, from what I can tell, and I haven't read a whole lot of information, but this is just going to be Bloons Tower Defense Pathfinder Edition. So excited for this new and exciting reskin. But this is what I'm talking about when I say that they're the comfort food of uh, campaigns, right? Nothing it's familiar. Yeah, familiar comforting like you can spice it up if you want to but that's not required i'm sure paizo has something planned to make these uh stand out a little bit more but honestly after 2020 i think this is what we need we need good reliable classics uh with maybe a little bit of a new take so i'm excited to see more details as those uh come out uh did anybody have a drastically different read of what these games are gonna be no that is exactly what i thought (sighs) nailed it i am so excited um specifically i am excited for abomination vaults like a good old classic dungeon delve yes give me please i want more and that is one thing that I really like with a group that's like tactically tactically oriented. Mm-hmm. Like, look, your role playing is great, but I'm playing this for my five by five foot square and my mini and my I'm gonna go for it. And I think now is absolutely the best time for that. Uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm hype. So hype. Especially with, like, online systems with maps and stuff. Like, this will be one of those that I highly recommend people go out and buy, like, the Roll20 version. Or the, uh, if you own it, Fantasy Grounds versions of these books. That would be the best way to play these. Mm-hmm. Is digitally. Which everybody's doing right now anyway. So let's go. Very true. And Paizo's up in their map quality, so... Ayo. Yeah. Uh, putting more resources into online assets. Yes, please. Absolutely. Let's do it. So I am going to put out that my book of the year is going to be the Ancestry Guide. Your book of next year? Yes. Of this year, of 2021. Oh, th- okay, yeah, fair. <laughs> of this next year. Y- yes. <laughs> Yeah, the Ancestry Guide. Um, Super, super excited for it. Uh, It's going to come with Ancestries, options for current Ancestries. Super, super hype. A couple releases of note. Uh, We are getting B-Series 3 next year. Uh, That'll be in March, by the way. Uh, I should say, Abomination Vaults are going to be January, February, March. Fists of the Ruby Phoenix will be April, May, June. Secrets of Magic is July. 
and the ancestry guide is february couple of releases that i wanted to mention guns and gears is dropping in september the playtest for that is actually going on right now it, it i think it's finishing up soon so if you're interested in that definitely take a look at the uh gunslinger and inventor so which is a newly named are we gonna do another episode on them Probably not. We didn't. We didn't really do one for the uh, secrets of magic. Um, we'll do it when they release, but not on the playtest. That's fair. They did, I think they did get an honorable mention. Yeah. So here's yeah. here's the honorable mention. There you go. Got it. Super excited. Um, guns are much more like crossbows than a second edition, so that'll be interesting. Kind of hyped to see how that turns out. Gunslinger is fun. Do 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 do. Uh, Beastary Three is coming out. Pocket editions, more pocket editions. Which, for those people that are really into the pocket editions, great, awesome. I'm glad that they're coming out. It'll be the revised rules, so that uh, a new printing that'll be great. But for the most part, I'm just not that excited about pocket editions. I have bad eyesight. Uh, my my eyesight is so bad that. Uh, I, I don't even like take my glasses off for any reason. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I have a restriction on my license, even. <laughs> so, like, Beth, you're waiting for the forklift edition. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I want the extra large text, <laughs> not the fine fine print. So, the pocket editions have just never been my thing. More online resources is what I really want out of 2021. And then I think. Of course, you have flip maps and stuff. I will say with flip maps, they are releasing like PDFs of those as well. Um, but I just want higher res, higher quality, more ways that we can import these images uh, is important. But Sarah, you were really excited about one of them that's coming out, though. Was I? <laughs> yeah. Or was but- I- well, excited is a choice word. Interested? I was making a lot of jokes so just one of the uh, a couple flip tiles city sites um the red light district maybe yeah now you can pay your respects to the world's oldest profession with a flip mat obviously oh that one's gonna be great i i mean anytime i can get more city maps um i'm always excited uh, I, I am kind of interested in it, though. Like, hmm. Is this... Do you think that this is Paizo saying that sex work is work? I'm hoping so. That I better so be what too. they're saying. <laughs> I would respect the hell out of that. I, I need them to be saying that. I, I'm really interested to see what Red Light District flip mat is going to be. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm going to be interested to see if there are any places named Roxanne for very dated cultural references in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to feel cheated if there isn't, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I won't, but I get it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm shrugging right now. It's just like, like, I guess. I just, I refuse to believe that there isn't at least one person on the staff at Paizo who is making this who wasn't like, 
guys, you know what we should do? We should we should name something Roxanne. We should do it. You've already got Roxy from uh she, she's like the tavern owner. In Age of Ashes? Age of Ashes, boom. There's your Roxanne. No. Yes. <sighs> well, I think that's it, guys. I think those are the things that we liked, we disliked, that we're looking forward to. Anything else you guys want to add? Uh, I want to put a challenge out there to Paizo and absolutely everyone else. Uh, we need some options for Leshy figures. They just don't exist. I've looked for them. Like, I understand it's difficult to make a plant person. Because what... What, what I mean, we've already moved on to plant dragons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. That, that's, that's my call to action for 2021. More leshy figures. Yes. Pawns. Yes. Artwork. All, mm-hmm. all of the above. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Sarah, do you have a challenge for our audience? Um. Oh, man. I feel like... The challenge should be to play something that you normally wouldn't, right? And I guess that's, for me, that's not something hard because I don't have a lot of reservations about it. (laughs) But I do feel like sometimes people um, can play their characters as self-inserts. And I think that's totally valid. If you do that, that's cool. I think, personally, it's a little bit more interesting or different and fun to play somebody who has a different experience from you. And I think to dedicate yourself to doing that well, um, which often requires a little bit of research, reaching out to people who maybe do have those experiences and working, um, and then uh, using that to try to see the world from sort of a different point of view. Um, whether that means playing a different gender, a different sexual orientation, a different ability, a different amount of privilege, you know, I think mm-hmm. I think those are all really interesting concepts to explore. And definitely TTRPGs uh, can be part of that. You're here. Well, man, I was just gonna say, go look up some memes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You can still say that, Beth. I mean, I am, but like, way to show me up. Gosh. My challenge to our audience is go find some memes you like, guys. Go live vicariously through some funny content. Because sometimes that's just what we have to do to take care of ourselves. It is. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. Oh, but on that note, David, why don't you take us out? All right. Let us know what you liked from Paizo's 2020 releases and what you're looking forward to in 2021. Also, let us know if you find some good memes out there, because I certainly know that's how I cope with some of this stuff, too. Man after my own heart. And remember, dice don't die. But player characters do. Thanks for listening to Dice Don't Die. Hey, if you like what we do, please visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dice Don't Die. 
or email us at dicedontdiepod at gmail.com. The intro and outro song, Crunk Night, were created by Kevin McLeod. More of his work and the work of many others can be found royalty-free at filmmusic.io. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next adventure.